Before I begin today, I'd like to thank all of you who are supporting me in covering the costs of the podcast through going to the link in the show notes which says, which says support the show and if you link on that, click on that rather it's taking you to a link where there's the site buy me a coffee so I appreciate all the support particularly from those who belong to parishes where I've been I am immensely grateful for your financial help but also your prayers and best wishes if you'd like to support me in presenting these podcasts and meeting the costs of the platform that I use. Hopefully, if you go to the show notes, the description of the um, particular podcast, click on support the show, and you should go directly to that website, buy me a coffee. But if you're having any troubles, please send me an email or let me know. Well, today we come to the great solemnity of Pentecost Sunday. As the collect of today's Mass says, this marks the completion of the Paschal mystery of our salvation, and God willed that it would happen over 50 days. Today I'd like to reflect upon the person of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is God, as we know, the third divine person of the Holy Trinity. The creed we profess at Mass was developed over three councils of the Church, first at Nicaea in 325 and then at Constantinople in 359 and again in 381. This creed was developed at those three councils precisely so that the two natures of Christ would be made clear and precise, but also that the divinity of the Holy Spirit would be made clear as well. Now just the mention of divinity should stir our souls because we are speaking of the Supreme Being who is beyond and above our limited humanity. We have to borrow from created things the names given to God. So, Father and Son are understandable for us. And, as well, Jesus taught us these names for the first and second persons of the Holy Trinity. Also, it was Christ who taught us the name of the third person, Spirit a state of being we are also familiar with, though perhaps less clearly so, because each of us possesses a spiritual self, the soul. Holy Spirit is so fitting to name the person by whom God communicates himself in the force of his love and who infuses into us spiritual life and without whose holy inspiration we can do nothing that merits eternal life. There are titles also given to the Holy Spirit that open up for us who he is. These also can stir our souls. The Spirit of God, the Spirit of Truth, 
the steadfast spirit, the guiding spirit, the paraclete, the comforter, the Lord, the giver of life, equal to the Father and the Son, and who proceeds from both as of one. But the principal and most personal title is also the name, Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is needed by each human person for sanctification, even if the person is not aware even of the existence of the Holy Spirit. Every living person seeks the Holy Spirit according to one's own ability. Some don't know they are doing it. Some even fall for fake imitations. Being God, the Holy Spirit is simple in himself because there is no complexity of parts in God. But while being simple, the Spirit is multiple and numerous in his mighty works. The whole of his being is present to each individual. The whole of his being is present everywhere, but the Spirit is not divided. Though shared in by many, he remains unchanged. His self-giving is no loss to himself. Like the sunshine which permeates all the atmosphere, spreading over land and sea, and yet is enjoyed by each person as though it were for that one alone, so the Spirit pours forth his grace in full measure, sufficient for all, and yet is present as though exclusively to each one who can receive him. To all a share in him, he gives a delight, limited only by their own nature and their willingness to receive, not by his ability to give. The Spirit raises our hearts to heaven, guides the steps of the weak, and brings to perfection those who are making progress in holiness. He enlightens those who have been cleansed from every stain of sin and makes them spiritual by communion with himself. Just as clear, transparent substances become very bright when sunlight falls on them and shine with a new radiance, so also do souls in whom the Holy Spirit shines. They become spiritual themselves in a pale reflection of the Spirit, and also may be a source of grace for others. From the Spirit comes understanding of the mysteries of faith, the capacity to hope for what we have not seen, and to love with self-giving charity. Through the Holy Spirit our minds are enlightened with insight, and our wills are strengthened towards good. Through the Holy Spirit we become citizens of heaven, with a place prepared for us. Through the Spirit we acquire a likeness to God. Indeed, we may attain what is beyond our most sublime aspirations, 
we may become like God in the beauty of heaven. No matter what the Holy Spirit does or whatever graces he bestows, all of it proceeds from the undivided will of the undivided Trinity. Our experience of the Holy Spirit can be thought of as the overflowing from the inner life of the Trinity into our souls. This is nothing we deserve, but our nature has been created and redeemed just so that this may be our regular way of existence. It is purely because of entirely undeserved divine love. This was captured beautifully and poetically by Charles Wesley in the hymn Love Divine, All Loves Excelling, which is an appropriate hymn for Pentecost. I conclude with some of the words from Wesley's beautiful hymn. Love divine, all loves excelling, joy of heaven to earth come down. Fix in us thy humble dwelling, all thy faithful mercies crown. Breathe, O breathe, O loving spirit, into every troubled breast. Let us all in thee inherit, let us find the promised rest. Take away the love of sinning, Alpha and Omega be. End of faith as its beginning, set our hearts at liberty. Come, O Holy Spirit, come.